watch out. Karate chop. We made it. I'm Drew here with my sister, Ashley, and best fringe Derek. And we just <laughs> got back from September 14th, 1984. The past. Ashley, why? Well, uh, each week we travel back in time to watch whatever movie just hit theaters. And maybe go to a tossing range. But I don't think that's what it's called. <laughs> Here's what we saw. He is the most feared and powerful warrior, a ninja who explodes onto America. His soul transforms her into a lethal assassin. Who are you? Her only hope is Yamada, the master ninja who has been sent to destroy him. An epic struggle of superhuman strength and supernatural forces. Ninja 3, The Domination. Rated R. Whoa, chop chop. So as you guessed it, uh, that was Ninja 3, The Domination. Uh, He's the ultimate killer. She's the perfect weapon. If you're looking at the poster underneath the glowing yellow ninja eyes uh, under a black hood, you see that tagline and then you see the main actress wielding a samurai sword. It's in a cool like hazy yellow and blue and and, and orange font. It's it's one of my favorite posters so far. Wow. Uh, okay. While we were there to see the movie, we went to something that everyone was doing in the 80s, going to these ninja star tossing ranges. Say How- throwing. <laughs> yeah i like tossing range okay fine (laughs) um i mean maybe you throw and i toss it's just a different sure approach i thought it helped a lot that derek dressed up as a ninja to go Mm -hmm. you couldn't see apparently because he was throwing at the wrong target and and you know almost hitting all the other patrons he didn't hit anyone so that was our experience at ninja tag ninja Um, stardome it's a stardome for ninjas (laughs) Ashley, back to the movie. Can you describe Ninja 3, The Domination, in 15 seconds or less? No, but I can do it in like 22 seconds. I'll try. Let me me change it to 22. All right. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, An evil ninja dies and relinquishes his ninja skills and evilness to a lady named Christy. She avenges his death by killing the cops that killed him. Then the evil is transferred back into the dead ninja through an exorcism. And then a good ninja comes and kills him. Yes. A lot of good. Oh, there it is. Nice. A lot of, a lot of good, this bad, that medium, Mm -hmm. this or woman (laughs) that like what confused me about the movie early on, not, not that it mattered at all because the action was so awesome (laughs) that it was adequately distracted. Uh, but what confused me about the plot was that, like, we're not sure if the, like, we're not rooting for the people that the ninja kills. Like, so the ninja starts off um, by attacking this group of, of like, who seem like entitled uh, golfers. golfers. Um, it's, it's this guy who's got like a, a trophy wife and a whole uh, entourage of bodyguards. So you just kind of assume that he was probably a bad guy just because of movie stuff mm-hmm. but we don't know that he was bad so when you see the ninja hunting him and attacking and killing all of you know all of these people you're like rooting for the ninja right oh completely but yeah 
you shouldn't be because no. this ninja is going to turn out to be the bad ninja. Right. And then he goes on to kill like, um, what, how many cops? I mean. At the start? Did you count the, them up? I didn't count them up, but I would say even with, so not including like the golf scene, just the cops, he probably killed like, like 15 cops. Overall though, this was just a real like, like fun action romp though wouldn't you mm -hmm. say oh yeah it was like a kind of like a treat like i didn't know what was going to happen at any point so yeah which i liked um it, it was kind of a body swapping movie yeah which spoiler for later or teaser <laughs> so we like to start with our backstory to the movie but i feel like for several weeks in a row we hadn't seen the movies so <laughs> do you have any backstory with this or perhaps playing ninja as a kid so no backstory with Ninja 3, The Domination, which I think makes sense. But um, I was kind of obsessed with Mortal Kombat as a kid. Mm. So I had like the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. I would like pretend I was a ninja to that and like jump around and fight with my friend Sean. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about some prominent ninjas in pop culture later, but like just the generic ninja costume and ninja like personality mm -hmm. became a big thing and you were aware of it as a kid. Like, were y'all at all confused? Um, I did tons and tons of ninja research. No, um, <laughs> I started to scrape the surface on like what a ninja even is. Um, were you familiar with with like the origin of the ninja, Ashley? No, not at all. Derek, what's your experience with uh, ninja stuff? Uh, my parents taught at a dojo. I forget what the, what it was called, but they would teach there so you know three hours almost every single night of the week i would just go there and and watch everybody do their thing i got sidekicks on lock breaking boards double punches breaking <laughs> boards throwing ninja stars at trees mm -hmm. it's like disc golf but dangerous oh yeah that <laughs> explains why you're so incredible at disc golf <laughs> <laughs> moving on ashley what was one thing you absolutely loved or hated about Ninja 3? Okay, so I'm going to go with two things. So there's that. Mm. But only going to touch on a thing I loved really quickly because you've already mentioned it. All the in, like crazy action mm. throughout the entire movie. I loved it so much. Yeah. <laughs> and I never knew what the ninja was going to do or how he's going to defeat this person or like he's going to punch through a car. He's going to use like a blow dart to like to stop a guy from shooting a gun. Like it was just kind of just crazy i don't know so that was cool um but the thing i hated oh boy which i think you guys know what it is um there's this really sexy v8 scene <laughs> in the movie describe it for us uh, you couldn't be yeah, more wrong just, about this by the way oh god you loved it too. i will never look okay. at v8 the same i'll never look at v8 anyway so it's fine but <laughs> um so there's a scene with the main girl christy um and her kind of boyfriend at the time who's like one of the cops Yikes. and they come back to her place and she like gets all sexy <laughs> and she opens a v8 does she say something when she opens it i can't remember <laughs> oh yeah she just pops no, she it, opens it she, she does, says something she does say i don't have any coffee at my place but i do have v8 if you want to come right. back with me. Yeah. yeah it's a, she's like a super health aerobics fitness lady. So she, but she, anyway. She warns them. Yeah. But then she like opens it and she pours it down her chest for him to like lick it off. <laughs> it's so weird. 
Okay, before you reveal the the origin of that yeah. that that moment, I I want to I I want to credit this other podcast, uh, pretty a pretty famous one. How did this get made with Paul Shear and um, Jason Manzukis? Um, they did this movie like earlier this year, and they went on extensively <laughs> about that scene. So I was prepared for it. Paul Shear does this whole backstory about how he used to grow up like he, every day when he came home from school he would uh pour some v8 in a glass and crack some some pepper on top um mm-hmm. so they had i was hyped up for that scene and it 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 didn't disappoint in the sense that it really does if you didn't know it was coming <laughs> it yeah, really it does com- come out of nowhere um, completely <laughs> but from a from a whatever you whatever information you've unearthed ashley what does it come out of some what was the origin of this sorry so it's not in the script it wasn't written into the script at all which but i'm not sure so it wasn't written in the script and then the director out of the blue was just like actually i want this to happen i want her to pour the v8 down her shirt (laughs) or down like into her cleavage and then at one point she did it and it was like really messy and he's like no i want to be cleaner so she had to do it again like and pour less of it so it's like more sexy it's just wow. so weird. It just doesn't fit with the movie. Like, and the cop, like her boyfriend or whatever, is kind of disgusting. And he's like super hairy. And I just don't. The whole thing just grossed me out. Let's talk about my favorite scene in the movie. The mm. thing I love the most: <laughs> the ninja exorcism, which oh, no. is kind of the culmination of a whole uh, series of scenes and shots throughout the movie that turn it from action film to kind of like a 80s horror movie mm-hmm. there's like a um uh a retro arcade machine that starts smoking and like shooting lasers out and that's when the ninja like first completely t- possesses her um i guess and the sword and, starts floating around yeah and it's just the way it's lit and with the fog and the um the neon lighting it it definitely feels like a horror movie and then it goes full horror by basically becoming the exorcist (laughs) please answer now is he in you yes he is and he wants you to stop who are you yeah so it's 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 an awesome scene like it's a it's i wouldn't say it's legitimately scary but Mm -mm. it's cool and um that's when it is useful to have like billy is there He's the one that says, oh, my God, um, like that's that's the functional purpose that his, his character is serving. Uh, but anyway, I I really loved the the horror vibes that were all throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, within the horror vibes part, um, the set for Christie's entire apartment was built on like a tilted platform. Oh, yeah. Springs underneath. So like when she gets like dragged into the closet or like all of her stuff is moving, it's because they tilted her whole apartment. 
I was cool. wondering about that when watching it. Mm-hmm. It looked like everything was legitimately moving, not like there were strings pulling things. Yeah, it was. They just tilted her whole place, which is That's pretty cool. cool. It's that was yeah, that was one of the other uh, my other favorite parts of the movie in general was that set um even mm-hmm. before they started even before the it got possessed. <laughs> it was it's kind of an an industrial loft, but it's just weird and eclectic and She's got the arcade machine. She's got plants everywhere. She's got like a lofted um, sleeping area. Uh, the platform bedroom that Derek has been obsessed with ever since Big Daddy. Um, <laughs> she had that set up. So it was, yeah, it was cool. It was clearly a set though. Um, even before that, it started shaking. It, it didn't look like um, a building, but maybe they, that was actually um it didn't uh, it didn't seem that intentionally decorated mm-hmm. <laughs> it was kind of a, a a hodgepodge but the fact that they wanted to eventually have it shake um makes sense that they would build it in a set instead of trying to just like find an empty uh warehouse building and and, and make it in there so that's that's cool mm-hmm. um there were a couple other standout moments um, before we move on. We got two separate instances of ninja power manifesting <laughs> as the ability first to crush golf balls in your bare hands. And then <laughs> what's, what's harder than a golf ball? A pool cue. Well, yeah. I guess it's, yeah. A pool ball. <laughs> a pool ball. I was like, is that what they're called? Oh, that was awesome. Well, there's cue balls and then there's the I was other like ones. a cue ball. Yeah. <laughs> the other ball. I don't know if it, I don't think it was the cue ball that she it bought. wasn't. Yeah. I just couldn't think of like a pool ball. I was like, no. I don't know, whatever. Well, fun fact it was the eight ball. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the fights, all the fights were awesome. Like, if 45 minutes of this movie was action, then mm-hmm. 45 minutes of this movie was awesome. And then the other 45 minutes of it were fine. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> enough. Um, I don't know how far you can legitimately like go in in the other direction. I mean, like in the uh, ninety minutes of action is expensive and and hard to pull off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, they probably didn't top. Well, I don't know which action scene did you think was the best? Was it the opening? Oh yeah, the opening. Okay. Yeah, because it was just and- a constant action. You're like, what's gonna ha-? like? I have no idea what's gonna happen. Yeah. There were so many people he killed so quickly. Yeah. And it, that was probably, they, they kind of like pulled everything out of their bag of tricks. Like some mm-hmm. of the stuff you mentioned earlier, um, he's a master of blow darts and he jumps from the palm tree. No, he jumps from a helicopter yeah. um, <laughs> into the, into the, the lake on the golf course. And to get away, he uses a bamboo like um, stick to mm-hmm. breathe to breathe out of. But he also uses that same stick or that yeah that same hollowed out piece of bamboo to shoot a blow dart at the cop when the cop sees the stick like <laughs> moving through the water. <laughs> so very cre- very creative. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, they they have the entire state of Arizona trying mm-hmm. to, to, <laughs> to mow him down on this golf course. And they eventually do. So yeah. we didn't even mention like he gets shot probably 5,000 times. Yeah, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over under. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and doesn't die. He disappear. He like does a classic ninja like um, smoke trick 
and just buries himself in the, the dirt. <laughs> like a tornado just going into the dirt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, they find his uh, like um, collar or like his belt and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we got to get him. And then he just comes up from the dirt and runs into the... <laughs> Did we mention um, Christie's profession yet? Maybe we should save that for our we'll characters. We'll save it, yeah. Okay. Um, was there a character in this movie of all of the incredible selections that you have to work with, Ashley, that you connected the most? Connected what was with? it? It wasn't Billy the Cop, clearly. Um, I'm going to go with, because there's not that many characters, so I'm just going to go with the good ninja, Yamada. So he defeats the evil black ninja in the end. He has this really cool eye patch on, which is called. Um, so the eye patch is actually made from a suba, which is the guard of the sword that separates the handle from the blade. So it protects Wait. the person holding the sword. So it's like that's, a little. Uh, like, that's why there's a hole in it. Yeah, and then he uses that to like, hide things in. But yeah, so that's his eye patch, which is so, pretty cool. On a like a Conan style sword, I think we talked about this. That's that, mm-hmm. that has a hilt. Um, but what's it called for these? It's called swords? a suba. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it was actually the, his idea. He takes the round Suba and that's what he, I, I guess I missed that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's my character. Um, he was my favorite. And at first, when he first showed up, I wasn't sure if he was evil as well. Like I was kind of confused because I didn't know if the actual evil ninja was evil. And then the good ninja shows up and I was like, oh, he's like, and he's wearing all black and he looks like a modern day, also evil ninja. Yeah. With the eye patch. So. Yeah, Very the eye patch is a is a um, misdirection. Classic villain yeah. choice. Uh, but yeah, he so I choose the good ninja, Yamada. And we should mention that this is called Ninja Three, but Ninja <laughs> One and Two, which I don't even they don't even really have they don't even use the numbers, they just have different names. Mm-hmm. Um we're like I think they might have been made by the same director, but they weren't. It's not the same character. So you didn't right. need to see the other ones to understand the backstory of Yamada. You just needed to um, be on set and talk to the director if he even knew. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the and, the, yeah and the actor who plays Yamada is Shokosugi, and he's in both the other movies too. He's just a different character. Oh, okay. So yeah, because yeah, he, yeah, he helped with all the training and all that as well. And a lot of the scenes where it's like a masked ninja, it's really him doing all the fight, a lot of the fight scenes throughout the movie. Interesting. Yeah, he was he was clearly um, well. The the clever thing about a ninja movie is that you can put you know a stunt person in the costume, but he he mm-hmm. was doing his own stunts. You're saying? Yeah, in the scene where. Um, Christy goes to kill Billy with a sword mm-hmm. in her bedroom and then she like stops and kind of like snaps out of it and then runs away. That's actually if you you can't tell but it's actually Yamada or the or show doing the scene and he actually Billy actually gets really scared in real life cuz he gets come so close to his face. <laughs> nice. Um <laughs> just to well, freak Billy's, him out. Billy's a big Sucks. fat pansy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to go with Christy cuz she's She's an awesome character, actually. Well, yeah. okay. Aside from her mm-hmm. poor choice and and partners, boyfriends, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was inexcusable. But she was obviously brainwashed by uh, the director. She, mm-hmm. um, this is this is incredible timing because she was in the very first movie. Well, maybe it was the second movie that we watched for new release, mm-hmm. nineteen eighty four, Breakin'. Yeah. Um, she was her whole background is is a dancer. She was in some dance troupe on some dance uh, show briefly, 
and then in a couple movies where mostly her character was playing a dancer or you know an aerobics in- instructor turned ninja yeah in this case <laughs> do you have any idea of like how much of her dancing skills were used for the choreography here was she ever in the ninja suit i don't know i don't know yeah but i want to say she wasn't in it very very much Probably i know not. that I mean, she had you, yeah. well i know that she had a week to train like to mm-hmm. learn karate or whatever um form so i don't think she was in a lot of the scenes where she's like fighting yeah, yeah i mean it's they she has like the background to do some of the movements and stuff you would think yeah. but then again if you're going to put someone in a suit and they take the the hood off a couple times but mm-hmm. i don't recall any of the the actual action sequences taking place with the hood off like it'll be after the sequence right. they'll take it off so if you're going to do that anyway what's the point of even mm-hmm. having her uh, do it <laughs> they didn't really they didn't really have to um but she does use her um fit and like strong body to to her advantage in in a couple different scenes i guess she does she does some moves when she's being assaulted by the group of guys outside of her aerobics class she like they, yeah. they might cut away from her there as well but she like grabs onto a guardrail and flips around well i feel like she kind of struggled doing that like it took a long yeah. time so i feel like that was her yeah well she's she's more of a break dancer than a, a ninja a fighter. gymnast yeah yeah um, but she was in her day job, I guess if aerobics was her night job, mm-hmm. her morning job, she was a telephone repair person, woman, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. she would scale the telephone poles and blast music and, and drive around in her very conspicuous van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, she's got a, a wide variety of interests and uh just doesn't know how to pick pick a a guy but uh, we're just gonna assume that was a complete you know uh we're just gonna assume she was already pre-possessed with the ninja ever since she had that run in with him on the golf course originally and that made her choose billy yeah she was close to him to kill him honestly that you might be joking but now that i think about it i think you're right like maybe she met the the ninja and his dying moments um and he knew his body wasn't strong enough to carry out his uh mission whatever that may be mm-hmm. <laughs> just kill a bunch of cops um and so when he possessed her he she kept having these flashbacks to the people that shot him and um billy being the last one on his list uh so yeah maybe she did he did want to get closer to Billy for the sake of the story and to make it better. We'll say yes. Okay. Um, any characters that remind you of Derek, Ashley? Um, I'm going to go with the cop with two ladies on his arm. You're welcome. The one in the hot tub. That's Derek. (laughs) Was he a cop? Yeah. He was at the station with the, yeah, he was with like the two women and then oh, at he, the like, station? Walked... they have a hot tub at the station no and then they walked off and went next door which like a massage parlor like sauna place and then they like disrobed well so. was that his two girlfriends i think he picked him up from the station 
Yeah, so that's dude. Derek. He um, likes prostitutes, I guess, in this scenario. Oh, Sorry, I see. They busted them on yeah. prostitution, probably, uh-huh. so that he could take them to, so he could get their services for free. Yeah. Yep. Well, good thing they all got killed. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of um, my mental fitness and whether or not I was going to be capable of uh you know making romantic decisions me being christy the main character mm-hmm. uh what happened ashley during this weird like medical scene or she goes she goes and wants to get evaluated by both doctors and uh psychiatrists so what happened yeah, there so it's a really weird scene i don't even think it's be in the movie but she's like i keep blacking out i don't know what's happening and something happens i wake up with bruises so she goes to these doctors to get checked out they check her like brain frequency and everything's fine but then the doctor says which is so this is so ridiculous to me but she goes medically you're a very fit young woman no evidence of any abnormality in the brain no tumor you have a strong heart your diet is better than average you are under severe stress of course but otherwise dr bowen the psychiatrist you saw so there's nothing out of the ordinary. Aside from your exceptional extrasensory perception and your preoccupation with Japanese culture, no harm in that. Like, what yeah. is the point of this whole thing? <laughs> when I don't get it. When I saw when I saw that scene, because yeah, this is just kind of all spit out as yeah. one long diagnosis. When I heard the last sentence, the preoccupation with Japanese culture, they were showing uh, a brain scan in the background. Mm-hmm. I was like, did they? Did they pick that up on the the brain scan somehow? Right. But I guess no he idea. was assimilating the information he got from the psychiatrist, and mm-hmm. so her brain was clean. I don't know why it's obvious. But her that thoughts she was were not under severe stress. But whatever. Yeah, um, it was just such a saw, dumb scene. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a the movie's like token attempt to add to explain stuff when it hadn't done it the whole movie. And then um, it still guess, didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, yeah, that didn't really serve a lot of purpose except because people, was this after she had already been to the exorcist or before? No, before. Okay. So yeah, maybe, maybe that does make sense. This was sort of like, first we'll try conventional methods and then we'll, and try, then, yeah. cause she's like, I don't, you, you know, I don't believe in that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. anyway, um, mm-hmm. Billy knows a guy who all the Japanese people trust, he says. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, is there any other big, uh, pieces of trivia that we haven't hit on? Um, just the fact that the sword that Christy uses throughout is just made from aluminum. So not scary. And that the movie was shot in nine weeks, but nine weeks sounds about right. The (laughs) aluminum sword. I don't know. I I thought at times it looked legit as a prop. And then at other times it, I I did notice like they don't ever this movie isn't gory, right? It doesn't show any no, blood. No, there's no, well, it shows some blood, but just like, it'll like pan away. So they'll like slice someone and there'll be like a line of red, like, oh, they're dead. But there's no like crazy gore or anything. You don't chop, yeah, there's no chopping of people's heads off or like. No. And there, it doesn't even need to be rated R, really. No, well, I mean, just extreme. Except for the V8 scene. But there was a scene that was cut um, that would have made this maybe extra. And it was cutting someone's head off, and it was supposed to roll. Yeah, but they perfect. cut that out. Yeah. So, whose head? I don't. It didn't say. Probably the hopefully the guy Billy's she attacks at <laughs> at a at his house. One of the other mm-hmm. cops. Um, yeah. There's like a pool table fight, obviously, with the pool ball getting uh, 
scrunched. Mm-hmm. What about the floating effect of the sword? Hmm. Did you like, guys notice it... that there were obviously strings attached that you couldn't <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah, it's just like Karate Kid with the fly. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't I didn't notice that. Uh, I mean, there was so much smoke and in, in uh like lighting going on that they could have hidden it, you would think. Um Oh, it was there. Was it floating in her closet? <laughs> was it when it was floating in her closet or somewhere else in the apartment? When it came out and like spun around her. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There were two scenes where one, the arcade machine attacked her or possessed her. And then later of the same things about to happen with her like uh, peach colored uh, kitchen cabinets. Mm-hmm. And so they, they fly open and smoke starts streaming out. And she's like, oh, no, not again. And she just closes them. <laughs> and so that's, <laughs> that's how you stop a possession. She could have just like unplugged the arcade machine, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know. Should we turn on our radios? Oh, yeah. Turn it up. Now it's time for a quick break from our discussion of Ninja 3 while we tune into NR84 New Release Radio. New Release Radio is where we give you a taste of what was happening this week back in 1984. The song you just heard was Lucky Star by Madonna, up three spots to number 24 on the Billboard Top 100 for the week of September 14th, 1984. Get it? Lucky Star? Ashley, what's (laughs) happening in news and pop culture this week? All right. So MTV held its first VMA Video Music Awards on September 14th, 1984 at Radio City Music Hall. It featured, yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, It featured, yeah, we really dropped the ball on that. I mean, Ninja Stars was cool too. It's fine. Um, It featured Madonna's iconic Like a Virgin performance in which she emerged from a 17-foot wedding cake. Oh, yeah. Um, But the most surprising part of the awards is that Michael Jackson's Thriller did not win for video of the year. It actually went it actually went to the cars you might think, which is very surprising. You must think I'm crazy. So we all know what the video thriller <laughs> was like <laughs> um an awesome zombie like horror movie basically um mm-hmm, dawn incredible. of the dead uh, or night of the living dead style but what um this that song's kind of catchy but since the award goes to video of the year ashley um what can you describe the visuals sure so it takes place initially starting off with this woman taking a lovely bath and then all of a sudden a is it like a periscope from a, is that a, that's what it's called like emerges I think it's a bamboo from, reed it's definitely not so it emerges from the bathtub and then all of a sudden you see it's like the band inside of it watching her which is pretty creepy but it looks really <laughs> cool um and then she gets out of that bathtub and is like i'm gonna get out of here and they're the band is kind of like everywhere like small miniatures of them like in her like just everywhere she looks they're there but it's pretty cool and there's like all these different like sets set, set design and it's kind of like an art deco like pop art kind of style i don't i don't understand why it won over thriller but i 
could see why I would be a contender for it. Yeah, I'd have to look back on the history of the MTV uh, Video Awards, like because mm-hmm. music videos obviously were a, a huge thing early. MTV, you know, created the music video uh, as a as a pop culture event, basically, and now. By the time we were paying closer attention to the VMAs, it was all about the performances and, and Britney right. Spears with a snake and kisses. Um, and I, maybe I'm mixing the movie awards and the video awards in my head together. But like, yeah, it's I don't know if they were trying to be like uh, non-conventional and, and or go with the dark horse instead of the obvious choice. But mm-hmm. 30 six years later um the same amount of years i've been alive uh it seems pretty obvious that thriller should have won won. (laughs) best video best everything (laughs) the decade of Mm -hmm. all time yeah who knows uh so but i love the cars yeah i like the cars too but thriller for one is um i'm curious how the box office report go yeah how did this movie do Last week, we watched a movie that did not crack the top anything. Um, Mm -hmm. This week, we've still got Ghostbusters edging out Clint Eastwood's tightrope. So they're neck and neck at three, uh, three million. Purple Rain. So again, we say it every week, but different time where Ghostbusters has been in the top three for 15 weeks. Whoa. (laughs) Purple Rain, (laughs) a music, you know, a like a terrible movie. Yeah, awful. Um, but just a piece of like pop culture phenomenon at the time because it's been at playing for eight weeks, Karate Kid, 13 weeks, but Ninja 3, The Domination, is debuting at number seven with 1.7 million. Yeah, I'll take it. It actually averaged more money per theater than all of those movies, um, above it. So it had a good debut. I can't imagine the budget was high. I think I googled it and couldn't find it. $4. Um, <laughs> nine weeks of shooting, mm-hmm. 45 minutes of action. Carry I mean, the two. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm sure this was profitable with home video and um, even a, a middling theatrical run. So mm-hmm. good for Ninja. Yeah, that's um, much better I think, than I expected. Yeah, I think it's it's more deserving than, not than Brother from Another Planet. That was... Um, a treat, but definitely mm-hmm. more deserving than some of the other movies we've watched. So glad it was a success. Um, I think it's time for everyone's favorite segment on the release 1984. <laughs> That's weird. Are you gargling? <laughs> Rank. Rank. William Defoe. Oh yeah, I heard it. <laughs> so <laughs> this is where we pick a topic based on this week's movie and rank our choices. So our topic this week for Rank the Blank is going to be most dominant ninja. That that dominant word might help us sort of sort through these choices, but we'll see. Um, Starting last week, we changed things up a little bit where we kind of have like a contenders bracket and then we have our personal selections. So if you don't hear something obvious as we're going through these first few, 
because we hate it's it. Cause, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's because we didn't think about it or maybe it's because it's coming <laughs> up soon. Um, Ashley, any of the ones that you want to call out from our contenders list? I will call out Three Ninjas because it's my favorite, one of my favorite movies. And it's just like these three kids that kick ass and beat up all these grownups. You should run. You should hide. You should kick their butts. Look out. That's just nice. them beating up everyone. So it's pretty amazing. And they're all adults and they're just like these little kids. So, yeah. So there were a couple Three Ninja movies. Mm -hmm. Three Ninjas kicked back. And then is Surf Ninjas different? Yeah, it's different. Of course. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to clear up the, uh, the question everybody's been wondering is it Ninja or Ninjas? What do you mean? Well, <laughs> let me answer my own question <laughs> ninja ninja is plural so right when these movies for americans were in for kids uh were made i guess they just added the 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 s but it should be three ninja uh i see right yeah i'm pretty I sure mean, judging by your <laughs> explanation <laughs> i suppose on the, the yeah. japanese on japanese grammar yeah um <laughs> Yeah, so you got surf ninjas, you got three ninjas, you got some. Some people would probably uh, categorize GI Joe as a ninja, but he he definitely one of his primary uh, villains, Snake Eyes, is a ninja. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about the bride from Kill Bill, who, even if she isn't um, a ninja, the person she gets her sword from, Hattori Hanzo, mm -hmm. uh, is listed somewhere that i was looking up as as a ninja so again it's kind of this fine line between ninja and samurai um you can be both uh so i think if she she trained under padme but mm -hmm. she has the sort of a ninja so so she can be high. a ninja yeah she can be a ninja um we could throw her into the, yes. the main bracket but perhaps um we also have a unconventional ninja especially an unconventional ninja body type um beverly hills ninja <laughs> i am haru do not worry about haru this ninja knows no fear you see i am a trained master in each of the weapons of battle yep ninjas. Yeah, that's that's maybe when he it knocks over a bunch of weapons, but he also knocks over like all the remains of past ninjas, um, the the cremated remains, and and so. Um, mm, yeah, Chris, that's yeah, Chris Farley and Beverly Hills Ninja. Uh, then wildcard choice, uh, the hit show American Ninja warrior <laughs> mm, nah <laughs> yeah there's just some you know that's kind of probably uh re repurposing uh, of of ninja culture so mm -hmm. i think we'd be remiss though if we didn't mention the uh, smash hit from clearly sometime in the early 90s <laughs> cheerleader ninjas it's a special time for learning, for young love, 
and for Cheerleader Ninjas. Punch them. something about you that I just can't put my finger on. It's my breasts. These so-called cheerleaders are promoting this film with their wanton display of sexuality. It's it's hard to do justice to how bad it looks. Like obviously it's intentionally bad, but it it might be a stretch for even my taste of what a good bad <laughs> yeah. movie is. So um just That's wanted to throw something. that one out there. Ashley, before we get to our final round, uh any ninja contender ninjas that you wanna throw into the main the main mix? The, br- the bride from Kill Bill. Yeah. Okay. Easily. Yeah. That, that, I think she qualifies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm moving her as we speak. Why don't you? Well, we can start off by uh, announcing that Ninja Three gets an automatic pass into this round um, since it inspired the list in the first place. But do we want to go with Christy? Do we want to go with the bad ninja? Do we want to go with your character Yamada? How how do we want to? Um, who do we want to nominate from Ninja 3? I think we should nominate the evil ninja. Not Christy? Not Christy. Sorry. Okay. He was a better fighter and he killed more people. I don't know. I think he's the better ninja. Yeah, but she's got more heart. Doesn't matter. <laughs> better, <laughs> she has better hair. She has better hair, but no, evil ninja. Okay. All right. Well, so we got the evil ninja from Ninja 3 as our first, content- our first um, entry. Now for yours, Ashley. So as I mentioned earlier, my love for Mortal Kombat extends to this category. Mm -hmm. So this is a little clip from Scorpion with his favorite saying in the movie. Get over here! Did you describe, did you even say the title of that movie, by the way? So that's when he is battling Johnny Cage in the forest and he has this creature that looks like a snake come out of his hand and then chase him on this like a long ass rope through the forest and try and kill him. It's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, like in the, in the, in the video game, it's basically just like a harpoon or, you know, like a a spear attached to a rope that comes out of his, his hand. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the movie, the first time you see it, isn't isn't that like a dream sequence? It is. Yeah. He wakes up like sweating. It's a dream sequence. Yeah, it's that <laughs> we saw that as we discussed in a previous episode in theaters. And that's probably when like, I don't know, the movie was awesome from the opening theme song. But <laughs> that was one of the coolest like that was probably very early in the movie because that's when they're rounding up all the characters. So mm-hmm. and um, we did a uh, we did an Instagram poll because Sub-Zero oh, yeah. was also in the Mortal Kombat movie. And I believe I don't know if they're brothers I don't really remember their backstory. Oh, you haven't um, seen all the animated movies exploring that? No, I have not. So, and Sub-Zero obviously freezes people. That's his talent. Um, so I did an Instagram poll of Sub-Zero versus Scorpion. Mm-hmm. And guess who won? I I was going to ask if I could guess. So, I mean, I'm going to say Sub-Zero, underdog. Same here. What do you... So Sub-Zero won. Nice. As the better ninja. He got 55% of the votes. So. His fatality was way cooler in the video game. Yeah, yep. He froze the person and then murdered one hit them. would just shatter them. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. Scorpion would just kind of like rip their heart out with his... Which is also cool, but Sub-Zero's was better. I agree. Yeah, I played. I think I played with Scorpion more than Sub-Zero, but mm-hmm. 
I like that Sub Zero won, and they were yeah, they basically have the same ninja get up except Scorpions is yellow and black, and Sub Zeros is is blue, blue and black. black and mm-hmm. and uh, so you're gonna go with? Does that mean you're going with Sub Zero? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Sub Zero. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, for my choice, I mean, someone had to do it, so here we go. <laughs> Should have been Derek. <laughs> Power. Cowabunga. Cowabunga, dude. I mean, the Ninja Turtles probably are responsible for starting the American Ninja craze uh, that turned us all into little Ninja whippersnappers, as we discussed earlier. <laughs> um, what a just... What a crazy, weird idea <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that someone came up with. It was in 1984. I don't know if y'all remember that we visited that comic book shop mm-hmm. and got the original uh, issue of the Ninja Turtles comic book. So that debuted this year um, and it just became, I mean, we have so many big uh, pop culture heavy hitters between Mortal Kombat and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm curious how we're going to kind of establish dominance. Um, mm-hmm. But we have an off-the-wall choice. <laughs> I didn't want to limit this to movies and, and comics because ninja culture is pervasive. So we have Ninja, one of the um, leads from the music group The Antwerd. I'm a ninja. Yo, my life is like a video game. My main thing when I'm in the zone. One player, one life in the mark. Remember the dog. Go, ninja. Go. No fucking it down. I'm cutting down any one of my parts. Trying to fuck up my game with razor sharp. Political throw stars. Get on my flow on horse. Dominant lyricism right there. Man, that's impressive. Good old South African hip hop. <laughs> yeah. Um, bef- <laughs> before we start ranking, Ashley, do you want to say anything else about The Bride? Um, she destroys everyone and she kills more people than all of these do combined. So, yeah. So I have a couple, um, things to keep in mind now, you know, this is the wild, wild west of ninja, you know, where ninjas are commonly found. So Mm -hmm. uh, you can use your own subjectivity to determine your rankings, but I did look up the definition of dominant, um, (laughs) commanding, controlling, or prevailing over all others. Okay. (laughs) And Keep in mind the keyword of stealthiness that yep. we had earlier. I don't honestly know if any of ours <laughs> are, <laughs> really <very> <laughs> are going to be high in the stealthy category. Mm-hmm. But um, which of these ninjas do you think is the least dominant, Ashley? I would say ninja from D- from Antwerd. Dominant in the rap game, but not dominant in the stealthy ninja. Command over lyrics, control over yeah, beat, but overall. I know. I heard. No, I'm going to say ninja from DR. Okay. Well, at least he, <clears throat> at least he got consideration. Thank you, mm-hmm. Derek, for nominating ninja. Um, so we got ninja at number five. Let's see who do we want to kind of let's let's do the movie. So. Um, we have the evil ninja from Ninja 3. The Domination. <laughs> it gets bonus <laughs> points for having its name be in the, the category, not coincidentally. Um, <laughs> was this movie a complete domination? 
I mean, he died. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, twice. You, he died twice. <laughs> that's that's why maybe I wanted to pick one of the other ninjas, but okay. <laughs> you, sab- you sabotaged. Uh, I'm sorry we don't have the name for the ninja. I Evil probably ninja. can't pronounce it. Um, it must be, um, oh, it's Black Ninja. There we go. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. That sounds weird, but um, so Ninja from D Antword. Black Ninja from Ninja Three, and then okay, so you, I was I was worried that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles wouldn't feel as dominant as some of the others, but how do how do they stack up against um, Sub Zero and the Bride, Derek? So you have to choose your yeah. Ninja Turtle, kind of like how Ashley had to choose between Scorpion and Sub Zero. Raphael. No, I yeah, have to. Raphael. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. With the we, size. Cho- we chose for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, that's the one. That's not who I would choose, but if I was going for most dominant, he's he's the well uh Leonardo's the most dominant within the group. He's the leader, but Raphael's the most like dominant as a as a personality type. Is that fair? Like he's the aggro hot headed one. He should be well, he's jealous of Leonardo leading them because he feels like he should be leading them. Yeah, I would say I would say he fits the term dominant. Like Leo is a is yeah. is the leader, but not because he demands to be. Right. Because he just he's the smartest the choice. So yeah. Okay. So we got Raphael versus mm-hmm. um the bride and Sub Zero. <laughs> Raphael's gonna lose. Well, let's do we want to do this in a fight? Like, do we want to do this like if say say they were forming the new three ninjas mashup? Mm-hmm. like who would be the leader of that who would be the most dominant in that group like i think the bride would be mm, yeah quiet confidence and mm-hmm. just like and she's really smart so i think she would outbeat sub-zero because sub-zero is not super intelligent but has a great power yeah so she also uses the most of these of this group that's left what is the sub-zero other than ice have a weapon no, Not really. That's a, yes. yeah. That's his weapon. I mean, an ice weapon, but yeah, like an ice sword. Yeah. <laughs> One of the um, quick aside for more ninja research. So it's not that historically ninjas had magic powers, but they did like to spread rumors that like they were capable of sort of mystical abilities disappearing, mm-hmm. like some of the things you see. Ninja smoke. Yeah, like all those. You know, whether you believe in ninja powers or not, it was common for them to kind of like spread those rumors. So let's just say Sub-Zero really has that power, but it's not a traditional uh, ninja weapon. So we got size, which Raphael uses. We've Mm -hmm. got the samurai sword, which the bride uses. Um, So it's basically coming down. Does that mean Sub-Zero is behind Raphael or no I don't think he's behind Raphael I think the bride should be the winner so okay <laughs> of the group um, I mean hard for me to argue except that she's not definite not clearly a ninja and right but she any does of these ninjas stealthy no uh no well the the bride was in a few parts yeah, she has to but. sneak up on Bud. Um, yeah, 
and then she he immediately knows she's coming and and she <laughs> so, backfire um, yeah that's true but i think i don't know i think she's like the most well equipped to lead them if i just don't if cons- i just don't think of her as a ninja more like an assassin a ninja not well, a ninja and, and often ninjas are assassins but she's right. not japanese she is like using, she's trained she's trained with a japanese weapon the turtles are obviously japanese um, yeah, it's clearly Sub Zero as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't really know. I mean, I guess it's it's whether we want to go if we want to uh, uh, give them points for being more of what we contend, uh, consider stereotypical ninjas, or we want to think outside the box. Outside the box. Yeah. So okay, well we've got D Antword last, then we've got um, Black Ninja second to last from Ninja Three, mm-hmm. then we've got. Sadly, Raphael, um, Derek's numbers are all over the place and wrong. Um, (laughs) And then we have uh, Sub-Zero at number two and The Bride at number one. Wow. So is this the second week in a row where somebody has come all the way from the contender bracket to the final round and won it? Yes, it sure is. Oh, my God. Upset. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. Well, that was fun. Um, I think it's about time. I think it's about time to sign off on New Release Radio for this week and give our final thoughts on Ninja 3. But before we do, let's listen to a new Survivor track coming in at number 85 on this week's Billboard Top 100. You sound like a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) What? I hope you enjoyed I Can't Hold Back by Survivor. That's all for New Release Radio this week. Now back to the movie. So, Ashley, how are the reviews for Ninja 3, the nomination? The the nomination. (laughs) The nomination for the nomination. Um, They're kind of poor. So, that's disappointing. I really enjoyed the movie. So, I was hoping that they'd be a little bit higher. But they weren't the best. But we did get some great reviews from... Derek's dad. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So this week will be a little bit different. Usually I do two true reviews and one review that I made up. But this week, um, we're going to have Derek's dad's review, my review, and then another, and then the critic's review. So, so it's two true reviews and two not no, lies. No. Two, what, what would What's you call your dad's two, name? Are we two, allowed to say it? My dad's name is Gary. Yeah. Uh, Gary's review. <laughs> two, why, two, Truths, a lie, and a Gary. Gary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna start. Sure his name uh, doesn't rhyme with review somehow. Um, <clears throat> Re- Gary. Yeah, it's not blue or something. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we're gonna start with Derek's dad's review. It is a well-rounded movie. Love meets ninja in the martial arts and dance. Exclamation point, exclamation point. A must-see, exclamation point, exclamation point. (laughs) So you could say that his dad really enjoyed it. Four and a half stars. I assume out of five. Um, Out of four. Ninja stars. (laughs) Yeah, Ninja stars. I do want to talk about Derek's dad's review. Should we do that now or should we hear yours? Oh, okay. Well, it's your mind. And then we'll go back to it. So another review is the lengthy opening act is amazing, but the rest of the film isn't as engaging. Ashley. 
Um, another one is creative violence and exorcism in a V8 sex scene. What more could a viewer want? Oh, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Busted. Um, Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> they were both you again? No, mine was just, mine was the creative oh. violence one. Wait, which one was yours? Creative violence and exorcism in a V8 sex scene. Yeah. What more could a viewer want? The first one I thought was yours because I was uh, going to criticize you for not knowing what an act was, but um, that wasn't even me. It wasn't even you. So, Jesus. <laughs> wow, what a dick. Well, I don't know if they mean like just that opening right. scene or what they mean by that that review um, mm -hmm. or by opening act. Uh, so my review was great, um, but Derek's dad's review was better. So what do you want to talk about? With it. Well, I, I felt a little, even before we uh, went into this, uh, I didn't want to be harsh, too harsh on the romance element because like maybe it was, uh, maybe it was an important part of, not an important part of the movie, but like, you know, maybe some people can watch a movie like this and not be as like critical of things like whether or not it's showing a, a, a a good relationship you know your dad loved it <laughs> yeah a lot of people can watch it and not be as critical as you drew that's true <laughs> hey well that's <laughs> good for them um <laughs> you know we can we have to expound on our thoughts more than more than a, a sentence so right the good's gonna come with the bad but it's really cool so after we got back to 2020 and derek told his dad about the movie uh, he pretty much immediately watched it and then filed that review. So mm -hmm. what did you have to talk him into it? Had he heard of it? Like, no. So growing up, uh, he would watch a bunch of action films and I'd watch them with him. I think I've even mentioned watching, going to the theater to see some of the films that we've watched that have been mentioned on our podcast, not necessarily related to the actual film that we, we had seen. Uh, but he loves uh, karate and that okay. makes sense because that's why i was at the taekwondo dojo yep. so long so mm -hmm. he would show me jackie chan films uh jean-claude van damme films yes. uh, bruce lee so this one is just so ridiculous i was like this this movie is ridiculous in so many good ways that you should watch it mm -hmm. and then he he did nice. <laughs> and that that was his review it's nice. it's it's weird like we watched yeah pretty much every uh Van Damme and, and Seagal movie, but it, it was like those had these stars at the at, at the center of them. And that was kind mm -hmm. of the, the, draw, the draw, even though the draw should have just been the, the martial arts. Um, and, you know, even going back to like Kung Fu movies with with Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan, like you said, um, those all had the like this one didn't have any star power, um, but like it's the action was just as good. They're going to wear hoods the whole time like we don't need to see <laughs> we don't need to see a movie star under there we just need to see the ass kicking yeah well you know w there was one scene where the ninja i think he's hanging off the helicopter he attaches mm -hmm. a ninja star to his foot and kind of flings it inside to hit the pilot that's a nice thought i was like my dad would love this nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, was... this is the scene right here yeah, if anyone isn't going to watch this full movie, I think as soon as you uh, search it on YouTube, that that scene comes up. It's 10 minutes long and 
you know, it's the high point of the movie, as that other terrible reviewer said. Uh, but like, it's worth watching. It's worth watching the whole thing. But maybe after you watch that, you won't be able to stop. So it's also free on um, some streaming services we noticed after we got back. So that's even better. Like it gets right into there's a car drives up into um, on like into the sunset with some cool uh, synthesizer music playing. And then it basically transitions right away to that golf course scene. So Mm -hmm. start it off and see where it takes you from there. Anything you else you wanted to say about your review, Ashley? No, (laughs) (laughs) no, that was it. (laughs) Did this movie win any uh, elusive martial arts awards? Um, As you could probably guess, it did not win any awards at all. No. But I do have some Ashley Alliteration Awards. Ooh. You ready for these tongue twisters? <laughs> Please. Okay. So Fast Fighting for Feelings and Freedom Award. <laughs> and Where's then, the freedom come in? Well, when she expels him from her body. Oh, right. Freedom from freedom of body. Yeah. And then Exercising Exorcisms and Expelling Evil Award. Nice. Yeah. Um, I like that one. Yeah. It's... It's a nice blend of tones between like being a straight up action movie like Derek described mm-hmm. and then having just it's not it's never a horror movie. Again, that one scene was almost a pair almost like a a homage to The Exorcist. But like it does have horror style lighting, music, and ambiance at times throughout. So that made me love it even more. Yeah. Speaking of which Let's do our um, ranking on a scale of one to 84. How 80s is this 1984 release based on criteria such as music, wardrobe, actors, memorability, um, you name it. So, Ashley, where do you want to start? Well, considering for music, it has a synthesizer score just for like yep. a person that put together synthesizer um songs i guess are songs um that's pretty high the wardrobes were incredible with like the aerobics and jazzercising and like the hair the makeup like the thick mustache mustaches on the cops um the actors weren't really iconic but well they weren't iconic but we did mention uh the main character played by i looked up her name a little while ago something Uh, lucinda dickey lucinda yeah. yeah so she might not be a household name, but her whole career took place in the eighties. And she was like the type of movie star who would only, well, she, she was good. So I don't, yeah, I'm not saying she didn't have more range, but like the way she became famous in movies through dancing, through aerobics, like through break dancing and aerobics type casting would only happen in the eighties in that right. particular career path. So, and then the dude, um, who who played the horrible character of Billy, kind of like was on the Waltons, but he wasn't in very much. Like mm-hmm. his career also peaked in the eighties, so I feel like these were peak eighties actors, not like in the grand, not like in their career, in, in not like a Molly Ringwald, but yeah, but yeah. like that's where their career peaked. So I don't think it gets mm-hmm. dinged for that. Well, I'm gonna give it. It's very eighties. Um tough i'm gonna give it a 74 
cool. So for context, we've got Ghostbusters at 80, 16 Candles, Karate Kid, and Never Ending Story all at 79. Um, and so you're not giving it high enough to crack the top five um, mm-hmm. with, of Gremlins at 77. Frankly, I'm tired of, of all this um, static. So I would I upset. I think it should be 78. I think it should be higher than I think it's more. We talked to last week briefly that our nostalgia for Gremlins is clouding our yeah, judgment of what's an true. 80s movie. Um, I think, you know, does Billy Peltzer have a career today? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah. uh, even Phoebe Cates is, you know, like kind of peaked there. Mm-hmm. So I and I yeah, I'm gonna give this a 78, which would put it at number five. But Derek might have a different different idea when his computer cools off long enough to f- finish the <laughs> the final calculations. You ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So those cop cars by themselves get 15. Those are yeah. old 80s cop cars, right? We didn't even mention the set design. Yeah. High 80s. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I'm about to do that. So that okay. apartment set design was amazing. It's practical. It's not CGI. That gets another 15. So we're at 30. Yep. yep. All right, my calculator, give it a second. It's starting to heat up. <laughs> All right, the hair, easy mm-hmm. 10. So we're at 40. Yep. Jazzercise, another easy 10. So we're at 50. The music, it was all right. I give it a 15. So we're at 65. And. Oh boy. Uh oh. The effects of the spirit leaving the dead ninja and going into her. <laughs> I'm going to give it a negative for that. Gets another 10. So we're at 75. Dang. Okay. Okay. Do you just, I understand the scientific approach that you take and I respect it, but just on an emotional level, this versus gremlins, which one's more eighties, man, this one has to beat gremlins for sure. Yeah. This one's more eighties. Okay. So we've got a new, a new, um, entry in the top five. See you, Gremlins. All right, so let's let's give this a. I mean, is it more '80s than the Neverending Story? Yeah, I think so. Still, and Karate Kid, not so much. <laughs> well, we kind of <laughs> we kind of have a funky a funky situation here where <laughs> we gave three movies the same score. Yeah, we, well, we didn't decide. intentionally do that. Well, yeah. I mean, we did. Yeah, I think we did them separately. We need to let's 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 save this for next week. Next week, we are going to shake up the whole top five. And rescore everything because I feel like, you know, we're learning as we go. We're going to, I think what we should do, honestly, is um, Ashley and I get to contribute to the score, but Derek's algorithm will determine, (laughs) will spit out the ultimate number. So we we can, we can have a, a sway on it, but, and then we can also use existing movies as kind of, to second guess his computer because you know god knows it might I mean, come up with a 90 out of 84 somehow it's completely overheated by the yeah. way so <laughs> i need to to fix that before we we do this mass calculation for these these new films yeah. Just I, I honestly don't think it would i don't think this movie should jump um karate kid never ending story Agreed. maybe so I that think, means yeah. karate kid and never ending story shouldn't have had the same, the score. same score yeah but we were riding so high from that never-ending story experience that mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, this is more this is more eighties than Gremlins. So, congrats, 
to Ninja Three for cracking total the top five out of domination. What? Yeah, it totally dominated that stupid little gizmo guy. Um, sorry. What um? This is out of like twenty plus movies too. Mm-hmm. So twenty mm-hmm. two. While we're um, as we're coming up to the close here, Ashley, would you recommend this? Oh, just period. Yes, I would. Yeah. Easy, easy recommend. I mean, I think I would even bold to say, but I would watch it again. Like bring friends over and have mm-hmm. some beers and watch it. Like it's very entertaining. Well, there's this director's made a whole host of other ninja and karate action movies. So I wonder if it would be this this movie actually came up on a lot of lists when I was looking at ninja stuff. So maybe this is one of the better the better entries overall. Mm-hmm. But there's it could be a gateway to a whole nother world of <laughs> ninja <laughs> entertainment. Uh but I agree. Like, is there um Derek, are you on the the recommend train as well? I mean, I already recommend you recommended to, to your dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there any reason to remake this no i well i don't think so i think it would lose its like draw if it was remade into like a decent like a more well thought out more budgeted movie i like the way it is i don't uh, a director's cut edition would be rad with the head getting cut off what even is like more v8 (laughs) there's probably no reason i i was gonna say like what's aside from ninja turtles and i don't know if we should even count gi joe we haven't had like no. a ninja movie like that's called ninja like it doesn't right. have to be a remake of this but like can you see a 2021 release just called ninja getting you hyped up i mean no. No not really huh no. okay i i disagree i don't know what it would be i'm not saying i have the story figured out but like just an action <laughs> movie called ninja like, no, not sold, not going. Okay. I guess y'all are poisoned no, by all call, the like everything has a, to be. Call it Assassin, and I might be interested. Ooh, We've maybe one. Assassin's Creed, pass. No, but it's just no. A that's sa- a video assassin. game. Assassin. Anyway, no ninja, no remake, just recommendations. Okay, True. then. Agreed. Overruled. I'm glad y'all are the ones in control of uh, green lighting new release pictures. So it's not, <laughs> yep. it's not your it's not your birthday anymore. lastly our last uh, ninja topic is what are we gonna nominate from this movie for our wax museum not nominate immortalize i should say what piece of memorabilia um decor wardrobe we could even take something sort of ephemeral what about her Um, slanted set (laughs) that would be like a whole room (laughs) Yeah. Or we could just put but then the whole... we could put but then we could put wax figures on it. Um why don't we put the wax museum inside of that set? Would it okay. fit? Or is it do we need more space? We can make it fit. Yeah. So we're going to make our wax museum now the apartment? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. I mean I like it, it too. Mm-hmm. One thing that I didn't mention that we can obviously include in the the closet of the wax museum set or the wax museum um, room now, where we is, throw things away so we don't have to see them for a long while. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the I thought that the ninja um, suit 
or whatever you want to call it, like robe was really cool. Oh yeah, I like that too. Yeah, so maybe we that can, can all be, be wearing that. Can be those. hanging in the closet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I should take it off now and then put yeah. it in the closet. <laughs> yeah, oh you can, yeah, you can you can just wear it forever. That's fine. Okay. I think it needs to be dry cleaned or something. No, it's wrinkle free. I heard it cleans itself too, so I'll just keep wearing. Oh, magic! We didn't even. Yeah, I mean, we could also just like hand out ninja stars when you walk in the door too. Mm. Party favors. Yeah, we're gonna have a. I mean, we can't turn the. Ooh, you know what would be cool? What? Charlie Sheen's head what? made of wax, and you get to throw ninja stars at it. Oh, perfect! That's yeah. great. So. <laughs> Aim for the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> just don't have Derek teach you. <laughs> anyway, that's it for Ninja Three: The Domination. We've got a pretty exciting movie coming next week. It's yes. going to be a change of tone into sort of silly comedy, um, but also high concept body swapping with none other than Steve Martin. Yay! All of me is the best American comedy since Tootsie, says Janet Maslin of the New York Times. I can't even die right. All of me is a funny, offbeat comedy. I was laughing from beginning to end. Roger Ebert at the movies. Does everybody hear bananas? Lily Tomlin gets laughs. Steve Martin vaults to the top of the class. This one goes in the time capsule. Richard Corliss, <laughs> Time Magazine. I'm capsule. All of me, rated oh, PG. Right. Now at select theaters. Check newspapers for locations and showtimes. Hmm, we don't Ooh. even need a time capsule. We're going to go <laughs> dig it up from its debut weekend. How excited are you for a Steve Martin comedy, Ashley? I'm really excited. And I didn't know Lily Tomlin was in it. So even more pumped. Yeah, there's going to be some interesting overlaps between um, the ninja inhabiting the spirit or inhabiting the body of one of the characters with this movie. So oh. um, we can draw some right. parallels next week. <laughs> Derek, are you excited? I have no idea what to expect. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> well, you're going to find out. And if anyone else wants to find out, you can subscribe to the podcast by searching New Release 1984 on Spotify or Apple Podcast or anywhere else you get these things. That's a wrap. Watch out for the ninja. Four. AZ. Yeah, four. Four. Ninja. Murder. I, one of my favorite parts I didn't mention was how there was the ninja cave under oh, the yeah. of the golf course. With all of the <laughs> ninja stars and weapons. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs>